pretty much any course creator I know who has stuck with it is successful. I think to your point, there are a couple, there are a lot of people now who jump into online marketing or online business and they get, there are a handful and it might seem like a lot of people get successful in their first year or two, but I would say that most people don't and it, it will take time to build your business. Um, but the people that stick with it are generally successful. And so if you're starting out and you're not seeing a lot of success, it might be right around the corner. So I would say just keep, keep going with it. So here's a big question. As a digital marketer, how can we accelerate our business with extreme momentum without all the turbulence and time suck? And how do we do it in a way that changes the lives of everyone around us? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Chad Kaderi, CEO of Dashclicks, and welcome to Marketer's Mindset. Hey guys, welcome back to another Marketer's Mindset podcast. I'm your host, Daniel, here with Dashclicks, and today I'm bringing you Philip Ebener of videoschool.com coming out of Los Angeles. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm really happy you're here, and I can't wait to chat with you. Hey, so, Daniel, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. It's going to be a good conversation. And we just found out that I'm only like 50 miles away from you, which is weird. Cause yeah, not, not far. Yeah. Yeah. Normally everyone I deal with is like out of state. So it's a cool little, little treat, but <laughs> Philip, what is it that you actually do and how do you generate revenue? Yeah, I've been basically teaching online courses for 10 years now my background from college and school and professionally was video and or is video production video editing photography and for 10 years i've been teaching those skills and over that time i've also partnered with a lot of other experts to create online courses and so most of my revenue comes from just online course sales. And then on top of that, I do some uh, coaching related to that. I have some revenue related to like AdSense from just the content that we put out um, from book sales on Amazon, all, all kinds of stuff like that, but mostly just like content, educational content. Wow. Is that when you started 10 years ago? Like, did you just fall into it? How did you start? Yeah, I started my, I launched my very first online course on video editing in 2012. So yeah, 10 years from this interview basically. And it, I was just always trying to find ways to make extra income on the side. Um, I was working full time doing in a, doing video and photo at a small college, actually even closer to you. It's a small tech school. You might see their billboards, Stanbridge College. It's for oh, yeah. like nursing and stuff. Yeah. And I was their solo video content creator. And no way. yeah, I was just doing stuff on the side. I did wedding photography, wedding videography on the side, editing on the side. And I was starting to think about like, what could I do for passive income? And I put my first course on udemy.com and that was like right when they were starting, probably like in the first year or two. And from there, I just continued because that first course started to make a little bit of money. I mean, it's pretty little. It was like 60 bucks the first month, 100 bucks the next month. 
but for me back then I was like a year or two out of college it was a lot and I just kind of continued doing I what I've done is just I continued doing what works for me and that's yeah. creating online courses serving students and uh, yeah it's grown really a lot see it's cool though because like I feel like regardless of the amount you make when you first jump into something it's like you've like conquered the world. It's like the best. It's like mm -hmm. you made your first $5. It's like the best feeling in the oh, world. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So who's like, and even when you grow, when you grow and you make more money, it's, you get to a point where like you, of course you have more goals. You want to make more money. It's hard not to, as a human to like not want more money, but the more money you make, it's like, it doesn't change your life that much once you get to a certain point. And so uh, I'm, mm. yeah, super happy where I'm at. And from that those, that, those first few years, I was able to pay off my student loans and it's helped. Uh, my wife doesn't work now, she did. And um, she, we have three kids, we've got a house. And so we're very fortunate and it's all from the online classes that, that I've made and that's you to sell. That's incredible. So do you go after a certain niche or do you have like a specific avatar? Yeah. So my courses are really for like absolute beginners in the field of photography, video design. Um, we've branched out since I started because I've learned a lot about marketing and business. So we have some marketing and business courses, but really what we we're after like that ultimate beginner and i think that's what has served me pretty well is for like the person that just got a new camera and has no clue how to use it we're not like going after professional photographers wanting to up their skills necessarily we have a lot of photographers who existing photographers and video creators who take our courses but the pool of absolute beginners is so much bigger than people who are already intermediate. And so that's really the, the person we're, we're going after. Got it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I feel like when you go after people who are already established, they're looking for something just probably more specific that isn't necessarily scalable versus you probably have something with iPhones. I'm sure. Cause everyone has one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, I, I guess the difference is if you go for the person who's intermediate, you have the opportunity to sell at a higher price point, which is great if you want to do that. It's hard to sell a $500 or $1,000 course to an absolute beginner. It's a lot easier to do that to someone who's like on the precipice of starting their own business or who has already started to make a little bit money with their skills, but want to take it to the next level. And so for us, we've found a ton of success using platforms like udemy.com or Skillshare um, or hosting on our own platform using Teachable to sell courses at a very affordable rate. And we're talking 10, 20, $30 for a course um, that for some people, they might be able to ch charge 500 bucks for it. But that sure. takes a lot of, di it's a different marketing mindset too, to try to sell a course for $500 compared to selling a course for 15 or $20. Um, but it we've found made, a lot of success. Yeah, we've found a lot of success. Yeah, making our courses more accessible to more people around the world at that lower price point. Got it. So since you've been doing this for so long, it seems like you've scaled it to a comp where you're at now in a comfortable place. Do you have any team members? And if you do, what does that structure look like? 
I have a couple uh, assistants who do different things. I don't have any full-time team members. I've thought about it, but I've never, I, I, I've come to a point a couple times where I've like, do I take the road of super scaling this and trying to like make video school this giant sort of corporation, content corporation, or do I just have it more of like a lifestyle brand where it's my own baby, I can do whatever I want with it. But at the same time, and you know, we talked a little bit about having young kids now and yeah. working from home, it's crazy. like work-life balance is hard and, and having so many students and courses at this point for me, I couldn't do it all by myself. So I've outsourced a, a few things. So I have an assistant who helps respond to student questions. I do some of my own video editing um, because I like it, but I outsource some video editing. I have an assistant who helps just manage like my social media media groups um, or different tasks here and there. But it's all sort of one-off contracts that I have with assistants, not full-time, but it definitely, it definitely helps. I also use a lot of like social media um, tool or just automation tools and things like that um, to help just make things a little bit more efficient and easier myself. Sure. So it's, it's pretty lean, which I guess is great for scalability. So yeah. since you've been doing it for, again, a good amount of time, how many students do you think you've had? <laughs> um, I could look at my pro different profiles, but I, and you know, how many students have purchased my courses versus how many students have are like actively engaged, but on Udemy, Gosh, let me look at the numbers. It's in the millions, to be honest. Um, it's uh, yeah, so you're, a few so your million. Reach, on, your reach must be like triple that or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and you talk. I mean, on all the different platforms, on Skillshare, on we've had classes on like platforms you might not have heard of, or in different countries that have taken our courses on. Um, but Udemy is like the the main one. And so we are approaching 2.5 million students, individual students on, on Udemy who have enrolled in the courses that I've made or I've partnered with. That's incredible. That's incredible. So yeah. you kind of mentioned this earlier when you were saying you, you, you were focusing more on, or maybe it was just the topic of that conversation piece, but you focus more on like beginners. So $30, $50, do you, is that pretty much your pricing model or do you have something more complex on the back end or something? So that has been the main thing. In the past, I've done my own sort of like higher level courses geared towards, um, I did courses for course creators, but right now the only other thing that I'm doing, which we actually recently opened up is sort of a sub brand is photography and friends. That's our community that started out on Facebook. It's a Facebook group um, and it's for all of our photography students, but we've just opened up a private community, which is sort of the, the thing everyone's doing now is starting these private communities, but it's, mm -hmm. it, it truly, we literally opened it up like a month before we are interviewing or doing this interview. And it's been such an awesome experience so far, just to see a small handful of students who have joined that group, which it's for us, we're charging 500 or 490 for a year or $49 a month. Um, so a little bit higher price. And what they get is 
weekly live sessions with me and or my co-instructors, more direct feedback and things like that. We're using the Circle platform for hosting our community and it allows us to organize the space differently. So to answer your question, that is a higher ticket price that we have started and we've seen some success so far. Um, and that's really for photographers who do want to take it to the next level and, and be become pro photographers. But in general, we, if anyone has purchased courses on Udemy or has taught on Udemy, you'll know that they, their prices are pretty low. They kind of control the pricing as well. So they, you can put a price on your course, but they might discount it and their typical sale price is about, I would say 15 to $20. Um, and that's the game you play, putting your courses on Udemy. You kind of just, they are the marketer and they control right. a lot of the pricing. Um, but, and then I match that pricing when I'm selling my courses on my own site. Um, and, and yeah, but it's definitely that lower price point. I mean, they have the, the notability and reach basically. Mm -hmm. So you kind of just pay for it one way or the next. Would you say yeah. like Udemy is probably your biggest revenue needle mover? For sure, for sure. It, and it's fluctuated. It used to be like probably 90% of my revenue, but now it's probably maybe 40 or 50 or 50 or 60%. So I used to be kind of scared if Udemy dropped or disappeared <laughs> or something um, that my business wouldn't be able to survive. Now I'm not as worried about that anymore. But it, still, um, when Udemy has big sales, then it means a big month for me when they're a little bit slower it's a slower month for me but that's why it's great to have content that you, you can put on different platforms you can yeah. i have my courses on different platforms so each little i always say like each course is a mini stream of income for, on all of these different platforms um and and it, it all feeds into itself like the courses i've basically made books out of some of my courses that I put on Amazon. I can promote those books to my, my students or my email list. Uh, and so those books do well on Amazon. I create podcasts for my students that drive traffic every which way. And you, it's you also have your private community. So you're like, are diversifying out. So yeah. God forbid if Udemy is like, peace out, <laughs> you're like, yeah, okay. That's not the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I think what I've learned too is like, if you have true fans and followers, they're going to, it doesn't matter what platform it's on there. They'll follow you. And um, yeah, because there's always new things like a year ago, there's like Clubhouse, the audio <laughs> social media platform like blew up. And I was like, gosh, do I have to do this? And I didn't. But now I'm like, ah, oh, it's probably a good thing I didn't like try that, try that out. It's just, there's so many platforms out there. And I think people can get it lost in like trying to figure out, do I need to be on TikTok or do I need to be on Instagram? Do I need to be on YouTube or do I need to make courses or whatever? There's just too much. Um, you can't do it all. There's a lot. There's a lot. I think, I think there's six, seven main platforms. That's just like standard. Like if, if you're going to do social media marketing, you've got to do it for six platforms. And yeah, I mean, that number's just going to go up. I mean, to what mm -hmm. number are we at? Like 15 main platforms. I mean, it, who knows really? But yeah, 
What kind of if you can automate I I use I've used different ones, but right now I'm using Meet Edgar to Oh yeah. manage my social media. So I just schedule it, post it, and it shares it to all of my different platforms there. It's like nice to have a presence on different profile or platforms because you never you never know. Maybe someone uses Twitter and not yeah. Pinterest or whatever it is, but um so I share content to all these different platforms, but the ones that I'm mostly focused on creating for are still YouTube, um, pretty much YouTube or Instagram, but mo mostly YouTube. And that translates well with online courses because it's video classes. So people want yeah. to watch YouTube videos are interested in video courses. Well, that, that's, that's the trending theme with course creators that everyone, most of them seem to just find YouTube to be the best because people are really re referring to YouTube for mm -hmm. answers. And mm -hmm. so there's some, I don't necessarily know, I can't pinpoint it. It's not completely obvious to me, but there's some weird thing about you get instant trust. If you watch a YouTube influencer that shows you how to do like Instagram in some basic way. And then there's like, if you want to join my course, click the mm -hmm. thing below and then people do it. Yeah. I mean, I think people are video obviously is one of the best ways to share information and also to be able to engage with someone via compute the computer, like through a screen, like you can see them, you could hear them. Yeah. Um, so, and I think people are pretty good at like reading people if they're like fake or they're just trying to scam people. Um, it's pretty easy to know that you're just in it to try to like get my email address or get my money or whatever like the but when you're just authentic like that's what i think works best right right <laughs> exactly so youtube's a way it seems like that you start conversations with new students what are other marketing strategies that you're using and i know you mentioned too with like social media channels or that you're using mm -hmm. to you know get people to notice you and follow you and eventually purchase a course from you but like what other marketing strategies are you using yeah, so probably the most, yeah, YouTube for sure. I, I have done some like paid advertising on YouTube just to grow certain certain videos. But for me, my marketing strategy, I guess, is more of like an SEO strategy. And it's on all these different right. platforms. So whether it's YouTube or Amazon or or even like the platforms where my content is Udemy or Skillshare, each of them has like a different algorithm of how a, a piece of content ranks. And so I try to use what I know to my advantage to just rank my content. So for example, on Amazon, I have one of a book titled the photography masterclass, and that's based off our, our big photography course. And I'm not really in it to make a m bunch of money on Amazon. So, but what I do want is for more people to see that book, recognize me and my co-instructors as experts in photography and potentially jump from the book to my course. And so I, I, I use, if you're an Amazon ebook uh, writer, I guess, um, they have the program where you can actually offer your book for free. And so every, I think, quarter of the year you can offer your book for free for five days and whenever i do that there's a huge spike in people who download my book for free and then they can 
some of them eventually hop onto an email list I have or just jump straight to the course, which I, I link to in that book. Um, and whenever I do that free promotion on Amazon, that book starts to rank higher on oh, sure. you know, the search results, even when it's not free. And so I do end up actually making more money, some sales after those free promotions. And so that's an example of like using Amazon as an actual way to drive traffic to my courses. Um, that's actually yeah. the first time I've heard something like that. Mm, mm -hmm. That's really, that's really interesting. And actually that actually is a good segue into my next question, which is I'm curious mm -hmm. on is like, what do you, what's your most important automation you have in your business that Ooh. you use internally? Probably. Oh, that's a good one. Um, a couple just, I mean, help me in terms of time is I use a, a Google Chrome extension, Facebook group collector, I believe, where for my Facebook group, um, for photographer students, I they have to put in a, a secret word that I give out of my classes so that I know it's students oh. to join that can join my group. But there's also an optional spot for them to put their email address and that Facebook group collector extension automatically approves all the members and then will add the emails to a list that I have. And then I have uh, another automation, I guess, that takes those emails and adds them to my ConvertKit list. And then Dude, they'll get it. on an email sequence. And so that's cool. Automation. So instead of me having to do it manually or pay someone to manually, click and approve members um, and then take that email address and plug it in somewhere. It's automatically happening. Um, so that one probably saves me the most amount of time and also is the highest value because I get all these students uh, who are now on my email list who will be on a sequence um, or will now get all my you know update emails or things so like that. Besides maybe creating content or new courses, you're just kind of chilling. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I, for a long, I mean, for literally probably 10 years I, and I go through ebbs and flows, but I've been like hardcore course creating and I, it might sound crazy to a lot of people, but, and this isn't just me because I don't think anyone individually could create this many courses, but through my partnerships, I we've created over like 125 courses, individual courses. Um, maybe not individual, maybe over a hundred and then a bunch of translated versions of those courses. Wow. And so for a long time, I have like been very busy, actually just constantly either working on a new course or planning or updating old courses. Um, now I'm like, one of the reasons I accepted, <laughs> accepted this interview was that I I'm stopping creating as many new courses because we have enough courses and now it's more, I'm focusing on just, serving the students better, being more present in mm. like the social media groups and communities that I'm starting and, and making sure my old courses are up to date that, because that's the beauty of online courses. Is I'm still making sales from courses I created five, six, seven years ago. Um, some of them need updates here and there, but um, yeah. That, that's another know. trending topic I keep getting. It's this evergreen thing. Like, mm -hmm. Again, it's not obvious when this started happening necessarily, but I think it's just when like certain platforms became resourceful, not just mm -hmm. entertaining for, you know, whatever, but 
Mm-hmm. Once you make, there was a guy who interviewed John Shea and he makes product review videos. Mm-hmm. And so all the time and effort he puts into them, when he puts it out, it's just there forever. Yeah. And people keep referring to it. So it mm-hmm. could be 10 years old, but you know, people still look at it. It's crazy. Well, and that's the difference for for marketers and choosing between creating content for something like YouTube, where it's it is evergreen. It's a platform where people go and watch old content all the time. They're searching for you search for content and you find it. Versus like Twitter or TikTok or whatever, where you put the content up there and then it's gone in a day or two. And yeah. Um, actually TikTok might be a little different. I haven't played around with TikTok, but like social media, like you're not searching for content and finding content from t- five years ago there. That's that you're going to find valuable. Um, and of course a tweet is a lot easier to create than a video on YouTube, but I have always tried to, yeah, focus my main energy on creating content that, that lives for a long time. Yeah. See, so it seems that automation you shared, by the way, was, I got to look into that because that's really cool, but mm-hmm. it seemed really simple. So you basically have that, it gets funneled into, would you say convert cart? You're using Con- convert kit. Convert yeah. kit. And yeah. you have an email. I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with convert kit. Is that your CRM system? That's my email marketing system. And is, the, is that pretty much where you manage or you pretty much use it as your CRM? Because you don't have to necessarily manage deals or anything uh that's just for my email so i have um my different platforms like teachable is where i host my courses and so i have customers on there um and that's pretty much it i mean now with like my community uh for photographers that's hosted with circle so everything's a little bit separated i guess yeah but you're really based it's not like you have to get on a zoom call and chat with anyone unless maybe you're trying to yeah. make a partnership or something. But for the most part, you have like an automated, you just build content, drive traffic. They purchase the course, they go through, they join a community. Um, and you have all these yeah. options. So you're not on zoom calls all day. No, 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 no. And I think like this obviously doesn't happen overnight. I've been doing this for 10 years. Our like Facebook group, our initial Facebook group for photographers has it's like almost 90,000 members here. So when we launched this new private community for photographers, it's not like I'm having to go out and post on social media or run ads to try to drive traffic. I'm pulling existing customers who, who already trust me or are my partners to, to market to. Uh, and so that's sort of a, a difference. If I were starting now, I would probably run things a little bit different. I would probably, I mean, I would probably still have the same setup. I would want to have a a community somewhere where I can engage more directly with my followers. I would have the platforms where I post content like YouTube. Um, But if I was just getting started out, like say creating online classes, well, who are you going to, who are you going to send to? Like, unless you have an audience, unless you have an email list, you're not going to have anyone to send traffic to those courses and so you really do have to pick and choose like probably one one platform to create content and focus on and grow before you can start selling anything um is email marketing your main retargeting strategy probably yeah yeah i mean whenever 
whenever we put create new courses, we send out email blasts to all of our followers. I do have a little bit of like retargeting um, going on, or I have done actual like advertisement retargeting in the past, but I, yeah, Google ads, Facebook ads, I haven't really found too much success with that because yeah. I think you need to have like a higher ticket priced thing to break even. You can't be selling like $10 courses and, well, and make money with ads. Especially now, um, especially now moving yeah. forward, it's just going to get more expensive. Did you yeah, find, yeah. do you find that, because here's my thought process is like doing online marketing has gotten so accessible for anyone to use because all, mm -hmm. if you have a credit card and a mouse to click the go button and a keyboard to type the ads in 10 minutes or less than a minute. I mean, I think you could just click a button. It'll make ads for you. So less than like 30 seconds, probably you could just run an ad and start paying for it. And that seems more desirable than no, 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 don't do that. Um, actually take your time, build something that's quality, build the course, put it out, make evergreen. It's just as sound as appealing because it seems more long-term, but when you get mm -hmm. there, it seems like mm -hmm. that works so much better in the long run than primarily, you know, relying on ads. Yeah. I mean, ads, I think it, unless you're like, uh, it's super hyper targeted, like you're a local business and you're targeting just the five miles around your, your business and you have an incredible offer with your ad. I just don't think they're going to be, it's going to be hard to be profitable with ads unless you're only, your goal is just to reach more people and you're not really worried about necessarily breaking even from your ads, but you're just trying to grow, get more views on a video. If you're just trying to get more people on your website, just, yeah, I think the long-term strategy of like creating better content or, or yeah. getting more followers is the better way to go. Well, even to go into your point about this evergreen thing, which again, I'm fascinated about because I'm sort of die. I'm sort of like a gung ho. Well, I'm not now necessarily, but when I first started five years ago, I was like a gung ho, like marketing dude. I was like, Oh, you got to run ads. You're not running mm -hmm. Facebook ads. Like you're not part of the, you know, you got to do that. <laughs> You know, yeah. oh my God, that's no wonder you're not making 4 million a day, you know, that stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's moved away from that. And now it's really turned into, you know, if you build something, the amount of effort and time you put into it, it's just going to be better in the long term. And it's sort of like working a nine to five, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but mm -hmm. at any point you could get let go. It's not necessarily, you know, if you don't work, you don't get paid. Ads are like that too. So, you might be making a ton, but if the ads mm -hmm. stop, mm -hmm. there's literally nothing to fall back on. So if you go to yeah. Cabo San Lucas for eight months, you're like, no, it's still working for me. The organic stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think too, like people are getting smarter. Customers are getting smarter and yes, they can see, they see so many ads. So that's probably why ads don't work as well anymore. They're more expensive now because people just see so many and they don't, they know it's an ad or whatever. But I think, I mean, so many like marketers talk about like your thousand true fans or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But like, really, if you can just gain the trust of a, not that huge amount of people, you could have a viable business model. Um, but it's more about like building that actual trust 
trust with people. And so yeah. for me, it's like the difference between a course that I make versus, you know, there's other great course creators out there. And I mean, or YouTubers, I mean, all the content that I ever have taught is free on YouTube, I'm sure. Uh, and or somewhere on, on a website someone someone and, has taught it it's like there's no original yeah, and thought, so why you know? why does someone want to come to to my course i mean honestly i don't really know you got to ask my students uh but from what they say they just kind of like the relatable nature that i have and the way that i teach or my my co-instructors they get all the video goes in one place a to z so they don't have to go search for it on on youtube one at a time yeah. they get our individual like we're actually there answering questions so it's not like you sign up and you don't hear anything or yeah or maybe right. uh, even though i i do have a an assistant who helps answer questions for me now um if they don't know the answer i'll hop in and answer those questions so they get that like individual i'm a real person and I, I really do want to help you. It's not like I, yeah. I, I'm just doing this well, they, because I'm making money from it. It's like I, the best part about it is that I get to actually help you. Um, like one of the best yeah. stories was like, it's not, there are, there are a lot of students who have gone and taken our courses and then start a job and that's great or start making money from their skills. But one of the best awesome. stories was just this mom, it was at the beginning of COVID and no one could come take pictures of their newborn because of covid oh, and she's like because of your class i was able to take these great photos of my newborn kid that's and i'm amazing. just like yeah that's great like that's exactly why i love doing what i do well that's why i buy from you now i'm like that was so cool i mean i'm, I'm that's that's yeah. really amazing um and she probably loved it she probably yeah. ended up with some yeah. great photos out of it i also feel like sometimes people just buy because they're like well i just like philip's black like I like his V-necks that he wears. And yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Cool. Like we're sort of yin and yang right now. I just realized that that your black shirt. Yeah, that's true. Shirt. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but this is a good this is a good way to segue the conversation because, you know, it's not often that I find a lot of people who. There's a lot. Let me put this way. There's a lot of people who've been doing online stuff for a long time like yourself, mm -hmm. I consider because of 10 years is a good chunk. But there's not there's also a lot of people who just are get into it and they find quick success, you know. Mm. And mm -hmm. so they're like, well, I've only been doing this for about two years. And I'm making like half a million or something like that. So it's intriguing. So mm -hmm. um, for the amount of time you've been doing it, how much revenue has your company generated in the past 12 months? Oh, 12 months, probably about seven or 800,000 or that's my take home. So seven or 800 um, take home um, total sales. I'm not sure what that is because I only see, well, I could probably do the numbers, but um, yeah, during COVID we had a big bump so in online course sales. So I hit seven figures um, in a year for the very first time. It's dipped a little bit yes, since then. That's awesome. But um, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So if you wanted to hit a new revenue goal in the next 12 months, what's like the one thing you'd have to change? Mm. Oh man, that's the million dollar question, right? <laughs> yeah, like like <laughs> literally that one thing you're like, oh, this definitely has to either be added or 
removed. I, I or... think the thing, so going back to like how I know these different marketplaces work, where my courses are, the yeah. best way to make more money is to rank higher in the search results. And so there's certain courses of mine that rank number one, which is awesome because I know for that category or that keyword, I'm probably making the most amount of money I could for that course. But there's certain courses of mine that maybe rank three, four, five for those keywords. And I know there's a huge drop in revenue from that first or second spot to third or fourth, um, just like any any platform will be if you're selling stuff on Amazon or anywhere, that's how yeah. it's gonna be. And so focusing the, my attention on those courses to make sure that to try to rank them higher is probably the one thing that I could do to increase my revenue. Um, and and how do I do that? And, yeah, how do you do that? I mean, that's also a good question. I mean, it depends on the platform. I know like on Udemy, one of the biggest things that the search results takes into account is reviews. And so the number and the quality of reviews, again, like most platforms. So how do you get more reviews? Well, you can do more things to try to engage the students in those classes, do more live streaming or office hours not, with the They're students. not easy to get. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not easy to get. So like, yeah, uh, update the course more frequently. These are all things that, by the way, I'm, I'm trying to do with certain courses that are in that like third or fourth spot, but it, it is tricky and it's harder now too. I mean, these, if you're doing it on these platforms, cause it's, it is super competitive, um, to rank yeah. for keywords, but, but yeah, that's, that is the ultimate goal to, to be able to make more revenue. I mean, at this point too, it's like, well, you could put out more courses, but I don't really have, unless I want to jump into a, an entirely new space. I've taught all the photography courses I, I, I can do um, and video. It's like, unless I'm going to jump into something hot, like, I don't know, well, crypto, I don't know if crypto is hot anymore. I'm not even like interested in crypto, crypto or NFTs or anything. But like a few months ago, there were a ton of people putting out courses on Udemy on those topics and probably making decent money. Um, but yeah, so for me, it's just ranking higher for my courses. I mean, I mean, the uh, Staples Center is now crypto.com. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to go anywhere anytime soon in terms of being a thing people talk about, but, uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, it's like NFTs. I think they'll just, it'll always be like that. It'll just be there. So just so you know, a lot of our listeners is kind of a, I say this, everyone knows this. I say the same thing every time we like are ending a podcast and basically our audience is kind of like a plethora of different people at different stages. So we have a lot of hyper successful agency owners, business owners we kind of have in the middle and we kind of have that a lot of new people that are like haven't started they're just getting into it you know or they're they got started and they're trying to get their first client or maybe they only have you know sub ten thousand per month type of stuff mm -hmm. so what's the number one thing of advice you could give someone that's just starting off that'll save them the most time mm. That is a good, good question. Well, a couple of things. One is, and I can, I talk to what I know. So I know online course creation. I know a lot of online course creators, but I think you could take this advice for whatever business you're creating. Pretty much any co course creator I know who has stuck with it is successful. I think 
to your point, there are a couple, there are a lot of people now who jump into online marketing or online business and they get, there are a handful and it might seem like a lot of people get successful in their first year or two, but I would say that most people don't and it, it will take time to build your business. Um, but the people that stick with it are generally successful. And so if you're starting out and you're not seeing a lot of success, it might be right around the corner. So I would say just keep keep going with it. Um, on top of that, I think I kind of mentioned it too, is like, instead of worrying about all the different platforms, pick one and create content for that. And if that's if that is Twitter or TikTok, do that, focus on that. Because as someone who's starting out, I know how hard it is to try to do everything. And when you try to do everything, you your quality is going to be lower than if you just focus on making epic video YouTube videos or writing epic tweets. Yeah. So I would say that's probably my number one thing is just focus on one piece of content to create. Um, I'm all about content marketing. So I, I think content marketing is great, but just focus on one, one type and one platform to start with. So it's, it's, it's sort of like, it's sort of like, um, it'll take time, but you can focus your time on something that'll pay off in the long term. And if it doesn't, and you sort of like, you sort of inevitably will get successful in some way or another, as long as you just don't cut it short and give up. <laughs> yeah. And I think if you focus on, in one area, you'll grow a lot faster than if you're spreading too. too thin and trying to grow on every platform. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, thank you again for coming on. I'm really happy. I, you, you actually gave a lot of aha moments for me that I'm like taking notes on. And I think everyone else was like, Oh, <laughs> that is cool. One of them was that automation you mentioned. I was like, that sounds phenomenal. Cause I know it's annoying when you're like, you have four new um, people yeah. that want to join your group. And you're like, Oh God, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so again, Philip, thank you. I have Philip Ebener with me from videoschool.com. I'll put all your info in the link in the description below. So people can check you out coming out from Los Angeles. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Want more of Marketer's Mindset? Join our private Facebook group where agencies from all over the world share strategies, network, and scale their business together. Visit facebook.com slash groups slash Marketer's Mindset to get instant access. Also, if this podcast impacted you in any way, please share it with friends and leave us a review on iTunes as that really helps build our community.